Let's This is a presentation of Northeast Streaming Sports. Cowboy. Now these two former rivals have joined forces to bring you the most insightful, perceptive, and controversial sports talk podcast in America. Former Dallas Cowboys defensive end Jim Jeffcoat locks horns with former New York Giants wide receiver Byron Williams. And now, here's Byron Williams and Jim Jeffcoat. Good evening, good evening. Good evening. What's going on, Jim? Not too much. A lot of things going on, though. I was thinking about you um, today. I was saying, you always was talking about Waddle's dance. We've never seen you dance. Man, I can dance, man. It's all I, can do. I, can do, I can do almost anything. Anybody that. can do that. Well, you know I can you. dance. You know I can dance. I even had a dance. It's we just like last week. In the killer whale. Hey, I last week I was sitting in the boat dancing. Last week I was sitting in the boat holding my fish dancing. In the boat. Yeah, caught that little fish. I mean, that minnow. <laughs> My fish would have ate it up. You was on land. I was in the boat. <laughs> but I tell you, I don't know about your fish. Hey, hey. My you man's birthday is here. My you had birthday? Yeah, my birthday was uh, last Friday, but. Um, oh, my man Jason's birthday was Monday. That's my man Jason. He's down in Yeah, I've been friends with Jason on my LinkedIn, I think. Yeah, yeah. And, and Jason is a huge Minnesota Vikings fan. So since this is his birthday week, he's in Cancun. We're not going to talk about Kirk Cousins. I feel to be 70. The big 7 0, man. You up there. Dang. Uh, no, I'm I'm a long way from 70. I'm not um our producer is a little older than well, he's a lot older than I am. So okay. he's okay. he's thinking about himself. He got knocked out, he was at the bottom of the pile, so he did the numbers <laughs> wrong. <laughs> I know he was talking about he played quarterback. Or yeah, he like played that. quarterback. Yeah, yeah. He was Doug Flutie before Doug Flutie. And he ran a four four five forty too. Yeah, he ran and he kind of made a a mistake about that. He ran a four four five twenty. But <laughs> okay, but let me tell you so. When most people tell you they are four, uh, they are five nine. That means they five six seven five five point six seven eight or something like that. <laughs> he might be shorter than five nine. Now Jason is really tall. Jason oh, Jason's is tall. Yeah, Jason's. Who are you, Jason? About six two. Six two, six two and a half. He's still short. He's still yeah. short though. But still, that's yeah. You know, he's not. He's not five six or five seven. So. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But enough with that. Let's get on to the things. Happy birthday, Jason. Jason's a great guy. We work out in the mornings. He hasn't worked out this week, obviously. You know, he's down in Cancun. 
Okay. He's, That's good. He's on the beach and everything. So, so real quickly, what did you do for your birthday, Jim? I, um, my kids came up. Okay. Austin, and they took me out and they kind of just um, spoiled me a little bit. My kids spoiled me and took time with me and enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. So you are you an April Fool, baby? No, I, I was supposed to come on March 31st. Okay. But I fooled my mother and came late on April 1st. That's what Wow. I, yeah. That's pretty cool. April 1st. Yeah, April 1st. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a good birthday. Jason's been to um he's been to Mexico so much. Now he speaks Spanish. He didn't speak Spanish. Gracias, señorita. Yeah, Gracias, señorita. Yeah. yeah, you see him? Yeah. I see that. <laughs> Let's get on the things going on. Big trade. Big trade. Yeah. Eagles and Saints. That was eight draft picks affected, huh? Yeah, Saints got uh Two number ones from the Eagles this year, and then they get a, a number one from the Saints. I think it's both um, a number one and a number two in 2024. Okay. But I think it's good for both teams. Yeah. Mickey Loomis has done a good job because they're going to need to get an offensive lineman, and they're going to need to get some reinforcements. Uh, probably a safety, too. Yeah. And then um, Philly, Roseman, uh, I think that's Howie Roseman. Mm-hmm. They did good because – it would have been you would have been paying all those number ones guaranteed yeah. contracts, so they both did well in this uh, trade. So, so I'm thinking that Philly was positioning themselves to be pretty tough in the NFC East. In the I NFC think they'll East. be better. Yeah, and I told you that I think they'll be better. But the only thing you worry about with teams like Philly and Dallas too is you get a little bit of that second because nobody has won the division twice. Yeah, yeah, in a row. Yeah. So twice in a row. And that's the thing you have to be concerned with. But um, you know, we don't know how Wentz is gonna play at Washington. We assume we know. We don't know what's gonna happen with Daniel Jones at the Giants. Absolutely. If, Absolutely. And, There's some big question marks out there. And then if Saquon Barkley is healthy, obviously you're gonna, you know, you're gonna see a different team with a running game. I think yeah. The Giants are going to surprise people this year. I said that last year, but I really do believe if they can stay healthy, they can surprise people. The only thing they worry you worry about them is their receiving core. Absolutely, and there's only one way to go for the Giants. That's go up. That's that's, that's true. Go up. You know, you, yeah. you can't can't be ranked 28, 29, 30th, 32nd team yeah. in the league. That you know yeah. that just don't sit well. Somebody you, you got to, you got to produce. Yeah, and but back to the Saints and the Eagles. Yeah, I think it was beneficial. It was a good trade for both teams because the, both of them had uh, needs, and um, they needed to get these. The Saints needed these picks. The Eagles probably need more veteran players in certain right. positions. Yeah, so. yeah. No, I think you know. I think with the first year coach going down to the Saints, we'll see if he how he can handle the situation with the with with. With the trades and the picks, and you know, of course, the Saints got a great defense, though they they yeah. they they play lights out defense. Yeah, and they they lost um, Dennis Allen. I mean, I'm excuse me, not Dennis Allen. They lost the safety. He retired. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they picked up some people. They picked up Andy Dalton, and um, Dennis Allen has coached it. Hopefully, he's learned from his last coaching stint at the Raiders. Yeah, and hopefully, he's improved. And you do, you do. For the most part, most people do improve 
Right. And the second time around, Bill Belichick is yeah. a prime example. Yeah, he, he, he went to Cleveland. Team. Yeah, he went to Cleveland to New and, England. And I'm not saying that Dennis is going to win a Super Bowl, but I'm sure he'll get better. Even um, the next guy we're going to talk about is Pete Carroll. Yeah. Uh, he had some issues at uh, the Jets and New England, but finally he figured it out after being in college. So, Pete Carroll, what did he do? Was he calling out his owner or something? Yeah. Uh, real quick, um, before we go to that, uh, Mayfield going to Seattle, Houston, or Carolina. Mayfield is going to the USFL or the XFL. That's where Mayfield is going. I think a good fit. I, I think a good fit for him would be Houston, though. That that would that would be a bad. I would say that, but they're going to ride with Davis Mills this year. Okay. I think it would because Houston had the opportunity to get him in that trade, and they didn't take him. Yeah, but yeah. I agree with you there. But there's something going on in the uh, what we don't know because you know how little things in the background. Like I told you before, on Mayfield is is that nobody on his uh, team backed him up. I mean, they got Miles Garrett, they got a lot of players, Jarvis Landry, but yeah. nobody came to his defense. Yeah, and, and, you know, inside that locker room is a little different than, than other exactly. practice field. You you got to be a type of player that everybody can can you know can can use resources from, get lead, leadership from, and especially if you're the quarterback, you you the leader of the team, and you, exactly. you got to have that intangible component, meaning that players can always come to you and ask you something, and you can direct them and help them navigate through life. So that's part of what your that's part of what your job is. Yeah, and you and it's not. Um... A lot of people think um, that um, it's just a natural when you're a quarterback, but you have to have yeah. some of that leadership. Yeah. You have to learn how to work that leadership. Nobody, some people are born like that. Right. But for the most part, they learn how to deal with people in relationships. And but one thing, you can't be selfish. You, you got to be open minded. You know, somebody just said that, you know, um, um, Baker's wife loved it, lo- loved their home and that situation there in Cleveland, and I mm-hmm. can understand that too. But you know, <clears throat> one thing about football, you better be able to move and adjust, exactly. and, and have the mobility to, to make some, you know, make some uh, some exactly. adjustments because you know you one step away from going somewhere else anyway. That's true. Yeah, and uh, that is true. Wentz has the same problems. Winston and uh, Baker Mayfield are similar in how they are in the locker room. And can you change that? We don't know because Wentz has been in three years. What's he been on three teams? Yeah. And, and maybe they should have a list of expectation when they, you know, before they traded for him, they should say, Hey, this is what we expect from, from our quarterback. Exactly. And that, that, are you, are you geared to do that? And you're right, right about that. So right. that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Because, you know, Jim Irsay came out and said something pretty negative about about Carson Wentz a couple weeks ago. And, you know, that just seemed – that's pretty pretty sad when I only got to say something about a trade. They thought – They They said it was a bad trade, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And he he didn't fit. So that's kind of telling there. And is this same thing going to happen to Mayfield? Is that Baker Mayfield going to fit with somebody? And I don't know – Jason that asked Seattle. Um, it was Seattle, was, Houston, and South and, and Carolina. And Carolina. Carolina. But they all right now. I I would doubt if it's Carolina because Matt Rules 
that, that Tepper guy is very impatient. Yep. He's causing all kinds of issues down there. They were supposed to build a facility in Rock um, Rock Hill down mm-hmm. in South Carolina. It's on the South Carolina, North Carolina border. Mm-hmm. And he pulled out of it. And they're all the, the senators are all mad at him and stuff and saying that he's a phony and everything. <laughs> I mean, this, wow. this guy is different. So I don't know how much patience he's going to have with rule. And you get another quarterback and pay him like that, because that's $18 million. So I don't foresee them um, taking uh, Mayfield. I think Mayfield is going to have to be, uh, just go and be a backup for a year. Yeah. And let everything die down. And yeah. then just like Trubisky, he get an opportunity to possibly be a starter again. Right. So, so Pete Carroll, um, he still – he, he he still have a situation with Colin Kaepernick. He you know he want he wanted to sign him or he wanted on the team. What's the situation with that? I didn't. He had the opportunity to sign him, mm-hmm. and he's always talking about this and that. And then he what happened was, and you had mentioned this earlier, that um, he was at the owners' meetings. All yep. the college coaches go to the owner meet, owners' meeting, and he went there and he was complaining about uh, minority hiring. But Pete Carroll is uh, not the guy who should be saying that, and that's yeah. just my opinion. Yeah, Pete Carroll has hired two of his sons, and they're going to. They say, "Well, I hired uh, two defense uh, minority defensive coordinators." Well, Pete Carroll has calls the defenses. They don't call it, and I know that for a fact. Yeah, yeah. because one of my best friends was one of his defensive coordinators. Yeah, I he calls it, and then yeah. he's gonna let them take the brunt of the thing. So this is the guy that now is gonna sit up there and say these things. Yeah, I, I, I remember that. you telling me the inside on that story when you when your friend was you and him was talking about the situation up there in Seattle. Yeah, so he's not the one who should be saying that. He yeah. is the guy that I mean, he hasn't done anything. He's just talking. Really, he could hire. He could. Uh, if he's so worried about Kaepernick, he could uh, go and get him now. He could have got him yesterday. So what's the Yeah, he could have been that guy. He, I mean, yeah, if, that, if that's the case. Yeah. So that's just the honest, being honest with you. I think he's somewhat of a phony to me. Okay. Okay. I mean, he's I mean, he's won championships. Don't get me wrong, but they did have the Legion of Doom, and they had some really good players. And as those players, like everything else. And we've seen it in professional football on teams. They age. Yeah. And mm-hmm. another thing with Pete Carroll, he's he's probably one of the oldest coaches in the league now. So Yeah, I think him and Belichick are the oldest. Yeah. I think him and Belichick. And I could be wrong, but I think they're both. Yeah, they're 70. They, they're around their 70 more. But that's not to say that you can't do that. Marv Levy was pretty good in his 70s. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm not saying, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying that he's too old to coach. I'm just saying that he's up there and, and, um, you know, the days are a days are numbered in so many ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um this um that's the thing about it was his, and he didn't um I don't think they matched it because I think Pete Carroll is just talking. Yeah, just trying to keep his name out there just in case. Well they don't have they, they ain't much to talk about in Seattle right now besides DK Metcalf. They maybe they're just trying to get create some news to talk. 
Yeah, and they, and they were talking about they possibly going to try to trade DK Metcalf. Yeah, and, I mean, yeah, I saw that. He is a talent, but um, it's going to be interesting because he, I mean, he's that Terrell Owens size receiver. That exactly. And Terrell yeah, Owens, he's 48. They said Terrell said he wanted to come back and try out in the NFL. Well, he's that. playing. Yeah, he's playing. Johnny Manziel is his quarterback in that fan control league. Okay. So he's what, 48 years old? Yeah, he's, he's 48. Yeah. 48. Yeah. yeah. And him and, um, him and our producer, they might run a 40 and see who can run the fastest. Man, our producer run a 445. <laughs> so he'll beat T.O. <laughs> T.O. probably around a four six five. <laughs> uh, I remember watching T.O. Um, we were playing him that incident with George T. Yeah, and T.O. looks like a darn tight end. He's that mm-hmm. big, and you met him before. He looks like a darn tight end. I know about five or six football caps for T.O. Yeah, yeah, he looks like a tight end. He's so big. Yeah, big boy. Yeah, but um. There's a lot of things going on. They just had a um, pass the thing with the coaches of color. Now you got to have them on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah. But what they basically do is they follow the head coach, and they why uh, they decide to do it on the offensive side? Why not defense side as well? That is interesting. I don't know why that is. I I don't have an answer for that. Well, but how do you? What do you think about the rule? I don't too much like the rule because mm-hmm. now you. You know, like we we talked about this last week. The head coach got so many responsibilities. Why add something like this? This is nonsense to me. I, mm-hmm. I don't see it. I don't see it being something that they're gonna be able to manage, or see it, uh, see something that this gonna be something that impl- impl- implicated, uh, impacted. Because I don't see just having somebody running around following the head coach, and you talking about minority, and you talking about running offensive plays and different sets. I mean, it's different when you got a certain select of coaches doing certain things, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't see in this being something that you're gonna make a head coach do. I, it's not, it's not. Exactly. I, I don't see, I don't see it happening. Now, my next question, and um, I don't want to sound uh, chauvinist, but I don't think it's fair to the women either. And you talk about the men; you have to have a, a woman on your staff too. Now. But what is she going to do? Maybe she does, but you put her on the offensive side. Now, it might happen because everything happened in our lifetime, but will you see a woman as a head coach in the NFL? I think it's coming. I think it's coming because the way the game has moved in the last five years, I mean, uh, got more women doing doing a lot of football-type stuff. So I'm I'm thinking that it gonna eventually be kind of like uh, it was almost a head coach in the NBA, a woman head coach. So yeah, but she was. I mean, here's the thing that I look at is will she be able to understand some of the things from? And you talked about the NBA. Well, there's the WNBA, right? There's semi-pro women's leagues, but there's right. no pro women's leagues, so it's a little bit different from that standpoint. And that's not being chauvinist. That's being realistic. Well, you know, this past year they had the young lady kicking the field goal. Yeah, in the Vanderbilt. Yeah, yeah, for Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt. And, and so I still think they got a long way to go. I still think there's places for them to play 
um, competing against each other. But I don't know. You can't you can't mix the sports with female and male. I think you got to keep it the way it is. Uh, but maybe you can have certain positions, certain jobs that they can come in and and, and be a part of. So. Yeah, she kicked out for 10 yards. Yeah, I yeah. remember. And I remember. I'm not saying that as a negative, but that's the real. But you put on there, uh, and there's women that should be. There's actually Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Their assistant to the D-line coach is a woman, and she's really good. And that's not the point I'm making. The point is it's going to be difficult for him to be a head coach. I mean, and it, it might happen in our lifetime. But I think it's going to be a little because it's difficult for anybody to be a head coach because yeah. then you don't coach a position, you coach a team. Right. Different. Right. And, and you coach talent and you it, it's all about talent. Exactly. And, and it's all about you and being able to coach, you know, you know, the, the, the talent and the skill set is just completely different. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't think a girl ever be. I ran a four, two, five, four, two, three, four, two, three. Uh, you know, 10, 1, 300 meters. I mean, those things, I, I don't see a girl running a 10, 1, 300 meters. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's just like, you know, it, it, it's it's a game that you have to have the speed, you have to have the quickness, and you have and to I have agree, the strength. But I think the, this, uh, the problem that I see foresee with them is just like we talk about some of these players, what would the respect be in the locker room? And that's not being chauvinist. That's being real. Yeah, yeah. And that's going to be tough. And that's not saying they don't have knowledge and understand the game. There are coaches that are coaching the NFL that have never played a down of football. As a matter of fact, there are coaches that have been uh, head coaches that have never played a down of football. Yep, yep. So I- that's the thing. Yeah, and then that's when you get the separation in your in your locker room. I think that's when there's yeah, there's gonna be a lot of barriers that come. And that's be they're gonna have to have a barrier. But I think it's a they're trying to do the right thing, but they're doing it the wrong way. That's just yeah. I think it's yeah. I think you can't you just can't force something to happen. Exactly. You have to let it happen, and then people need to qualify for being on it, being uh, able to. To coach at these positions, would it be just about the female coach or the team? That's, That's another thing. That's, That's another. another. It's, a, it's a big distraction. Yeah, it's a, it gonna get the media. It gonna get the attention. And yeah, well, that that might be a, that might be a concern. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I agree with you. That's that's gonna be an issue. Is and both. And I mean, this there's a lot of things that have to be overcome. Because yeah. we're having the arguments about men and women playing um, and certain sports. And my my niece, for example, right now she ran track and um, she she's a speed demon. She she teaches she, she teach some NFL guys how to run faster. She got yeah. she got the she got a uh, deal called a speed doctor. Oh, she's okay. She, she's a speed doctor here at the Metroplex, and she she trained a lot of pro athletes and, and, mm-hmm. and speed and agility. And that, yeah, and she knows technique. Yeah, one thing that I always said about women, they're more fundamentally sound than men because the reason is, is because of the physical, like you said, the physical ability. So they have to learn the proper techniques. When you watch women's basketball, when you watch uh, the NCAA women's finals, you saw, I mean, this is technical. 
and what they do and how they play, the steps and everything. Right. Those are incredible. And now right. you do have some women that are just physically unbelievable. I mean, you see it all the time, but for the most part, their fundamentals are way better than men. They are they are good on fundamentals. For yeah. they they free throw shooting, they don't want to miss free throw. Yeah, that's true. And then they um, you know, you got women now dunking and stuff like that. But yeah. I mean, if you're gonna play in the W, if you're gonna play in the NBA, you better be able to dunk no matter what position you play. But you can you have to learn the fundamentals. And and, and, and I tell you what, the speed of the game is is just like off the chart. Exactly. Exactly. It's not the choice. Exactly. So, so that's things that there's a lot of things that are going to have to be corrected. I yeah. think, like I said, this is um, putting lipstick on a pig right now. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you there. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. I grew up with seven sisters, so I, I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. You used to get beat up by your sisters, but. No, I just. I just. I ran them. All of them was on. <laughs> that's why you got fast. <laughs> <laughs> Your sister was chasing you running as fast as you can. You can't catch me. <laughs> you ran right into that tree. Boom. <laughs> right across the middle, baby. <laughs> uh, next thing we're going to talk about is Blake Burroughs. I don't know why we're talking about Blake Burroughs. Man, Blake is. Did you hear what happened, though? He asked to be released. They released him. And they released him, and he goes back to Tampa Bay. Okay. He went back to uh, Tampa Bay, which he was at previous. Yeah, I think twenty twenty, he was on this on that roster. Twenty twenty. Yeah, and he um, we know Jamison Winston is probably going to be the starting quarterback if he's healthy. Andy Dalton's going to be his backup. Chasing Hill, they moved to tight end. Which I think he could be an outstanding tight end. He is. A they can. Guy. They can use him. Chasing Hill is shoot. He's doing there as old as I am. How old is he? 34. He's got to he's gotta be 30 years old, 31. Yeah, 30. Yeah, 30. I was going to say 30. I mean, he might be older because he went on a mission because he obviously started a quarterback for BYU, and he went on a mission, so he's a little older. I'm not sure his age, but I guarantee you he's got to be close. But I, what I love about him, you can bring him in, and the defense don't know what, what position he's going in at. That's so. true. That That's, is true. That, it keep you on your toes. That is true, but yeah. I think they're gradually moving them away from being a quarterback. But you, you do have the. Um... <laughs> uh, uh, we might have to cut <clears throat> the producer off. He's been drinking or something. Mm. <laughs> but uh, but you know it, it'll be interesting to see how they how they use him and and they um and they fit him into the game plan. Yeah, it'll be, uh, but you don't see a lot of tight end reverses or tight end, but it, he could do that tight end pass because you think about it, he steps back. Yeah. He could throw it, so we know that. So I think that they made the right decision. Do you think um, he would be a good blocker at the tight end position? He's a big guy now. I don't know how good of a blocker, but do you think they're putting him in that position to be a blocker? They're trying to get mismatches in the yeah. passing game. That's yeah. what I think. Yeah, I think he'd be kind of like Kelsey, uh, the tight end, you know, for uh, Kansas City. I think, think he, so? I think they'll try to utilize him in that capacity. Huh. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, more as a receiver. Yeah. Than a uh, blocker. Yeah. 
But yeah, that's interesting that you say that. That's probably what they're using to try to get mismatches with the linebackers. Well, it's going to be fun to watch the Saints yeah, offense is. this year. This, the offense is going to be pretty pretty dynamic, I think. Yeah. But that'll be interesting. There's a lot of things, like we said, a lot of moving parts. The yeah. NFL has changed. The NFL has changed quite a bit on yeah. how they, their philosophies. Exactly. Because like we said before, we were talking about it on Sunday, is, is that everybody's impatient. The owners are impatient. The uh, fans are impatient. Even the teams and the coaches are impatient. Nobody. We live in a, a microwave. We live in a microwave uh, environment. We really do. We really do. Got to get it right now, baby. Yeah, there's no waiting, and there's no five-year plan. If no. you five-year plan, you're going to be gone. There's nobody, you know. Next man up. Next I mean, man up. Look at the league now. Um, obviously, Pete Carroll is older. Um, Belichick's older. Tomlin's been in a situation where he's got stability. Right. But there's not very many that have been for 10 after that. How many have been in at the same place for an extended period of time? And, and a good example of that is what, seeing the AFC West. Yes. You got four teams out there, and really nobody knows what team gonna win that division next year. That's true. You know, you got you got the you got the Dolphins. You mean the East? No, East no, East. you got the Broncos, yeah, the Chiefs, mm-hmm. the Chargers, and the Raiders. Raiders. Those four teams, they are good. Yeah. Now you got two with new coaches. The yeah. Broncos, obviously, and the Raiders. Right. Then you got Andy Reid. And then you got um, obviously you have um, the uh, coach for the Chargers, so right? Daily, with, Daily, yeah, Daily, Brandon Daily, yeah. So um, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, that's going to be a competitive division. But I don't. I never underestimate Andy Reid. And okay. plus, you can say what you want, but he still got the best quarterback in that division. Well, he got the best quarterback, but the offense is going to be a little bit more. Control. I don't think they're gonna have that. They, they ain't gonna be able to spread throw that throw that field the way they spread that field away without without that number ten. See, I, I disagree. I think they're gonna they're gonna get people because they have and they don't have anybody like Tyreek Hill. That's what I'm saying. Tyreek Hill, he he's a different maker. But they got Hardman. They got some receivers. But when, when Tyreek Hill, Josh Gordon, uh, away from trouble, Josh Gordon can help them. When Tyree Hill was out, man, that offense couldn't hardly do nothing. They couldn't do nothing. And you might be right. Now they'll be able to run the ball better with Ronald Jones because they got Ronald Jones. We'll see. But I think they will. Okay. And and it is going to be speed on that offense. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to watch. Interesting to watch. Yeah. So let's talk. uh, Let's keep moving on. Patriots. And I think mm-hmm. this is a good trade for the Patriots, Devontae Parker. Yeah. I think that's a excellent trade for the because that gives you a solid receiver. The yep. Cowboys were trying to trade for him too. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's what you, he's what a, you he, got him for third round pick. Yeah, they got a third round pick. And a and a fifth round pick. And a fifth for round. 20, yeah, for for yeah. twenty three. Yeah. So they get, yeah, they get a third round pick in 2023. Yeah, this year, this year they get a fifth round pick for him, and next year they get a third round pick. I think he was a good player. 
He's productive. Yeah. He's a, a hard worker. You never hear any issues. He never complained about it. He handled it like a professional. But he'll That's fit in with the Patriots. He he gonna definitely yeah. fit in with the Patriots. Yeah, yeah, and he he did a good uh, job, and that's how you get things done. You yeah. don't have to go out there and and start screaming and yelling and pouting and you know pouting. He just hey, this is not a good situation. Let's get this done. Well, one of the things about uh, uh, Devontae Parker is you bring in a receiver that's reliable that you can continue to have consistency exactly. in. And you know he gonna move the ball. He gonna work with the quarterback. You know mm-hmm. he he ain't gonna complain. He gonna you know you what you're getting down in and down out out of yeah. this player. Yeah, and that's what the uh, big thing with him is. You're gonna know what you're getting. Yeah, and he had, you know he's gonna show up on Sundays. Yeah, and I think Matt. I mean, his second year he gonna be a second year playing up there as quarterback. I think he gonna he gonna be kind of like Burrow did this year, second year player. That is a hard division because every team in that division has gotten better. Yeah. Yeah. And they just signed um uh uh the receiver uh Diggs to a brand new contract today. That's right. Yeah, okay. Trayvon Diggs. Uh, oh Trayvon, yeah. Yeah, they signed him to a new contract today, over a hundred and four million dollars. I think I got one more pass rush left in me. Okay, you, can get, that, you can get that 120, 120 sack or something. You can get I know. Get that one more. Yeah. I saw you move. I saw you move last week. Uh, you see that? I, yeah, was I, thought, I thought you was on the golf course and the golf ball almost hit that big bucket head of yours. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I got friends out there listening. They don't think that's very funny. Okay, I'm sorry, Jim. Wait a minute. I didn't, mean, I didn't mean to call you Bush out. Bush out. You were out there, out there riding around that golf court. You know, you big time celebrity. And you know, I had you, gave you, I had gave you some credit when you hit the ball. I came out there and gave you some credit at my golf tournament. I had a golf tournament last week for the people that don't know, but um, he did good. Byron did good. He was very impressive. But my team finished third, third or fourth, man. We we didn't cheat. Yeah, you, you know, won we, a, you won an award, dude. Didn't you won some? Uh, oh, I won. Oh yeah, I, I won a, a, a night out, a day night out with my honey. I got a, I got oh, all kind of little Yeah, I won that. I won that day out. There you go. There you go. I'm glad you had the opportunity to come. It was fun. So let's Thank keep you. on moving along. The um, the Eagles owner. Jeffrey uh, Lordy said that they're committed to Hurts. Uh, uh-huh, Jalen. And um, he's excited when he comes. I like Jalen Hurts. I know he doesn't fit the prototype, but there's things that I like about him. First of all, I've told people this. He's a coach's son. He understands yeah. Yeah. the pressure of being a player and what the coaches need from him because his dad is a very – uh, successful coach. I used to recruit there. I took a couple players out there out of Channel View High School down in Houston. Right. And he right. is just a gamer. He's never going to look pretty. He's not going to throw the ball uh, 100 yards in the air. Let's be realistic. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of quarterbacks that have won championships that weren't the greatest. I mean, Trent Defford, Def- Defford or whatever. Trent Defford, yeah. You know I mean, Flacco. So you see it all the time. It's just how, what do you surround that player with? Right. And that's what they're going to have to do 
with him and Jalen Hurts. Well, I'll tell you this, that their receiving crew, their receiving, uh, their receiving crew improved tremendously this past year. Yeah, they did. So, so now uh, they keep the running back out, the Sanders, they keep, you know, keeps little things like that. Get that, exactly. get that tight end back in there. Um, they'll yep, be okay. Right. They'll, they'll yeah. definitely be okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, you, but, you, and, I, and I think that's good too. And, you know, to have confidence from the owner of the team and, you know, start off with good news and off season. Now, you know, you get your OTAs, get that time in, get your timing in, a little here, a little there. I think, you know, if they can stay healthy, the Eagles going to be flying pretty high. Yeah. And they also said something interesting. They'll always regret not um, taking Russell Wilson in the draft. Yeah. They, they did say that. Yeah. And um, obviously Jalen Hurts is not Russell Wilson, and we know that. But I guess I think he can be an effective quarterback. I think he can be effective, and I think he can help them. Um, they got to be the odds-on favorite to win the NFC East this year. Well, they're gonna be they 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 definitely gonna be up there with the Cowboys talking, and it's it's gonna yeah. be a, it's gonna be interesting just to see. Yeah. Speaking of the Cowboys, mm-hmm. a lot of uh, current uh, players came out: Emmitt Smith, uh, Michael Irvin, and um, Dion mm-hmm. Sanders came out. And they were saying basically what we've been talking about all year. See, the thing what people don't understand about professional football, it's not the, always the most talented team. You got to have talent. We all know that. Yeah. But it's all it's teamwork and working together. It's just like we said last year, the Cowboys were above every team with yeah. their talent in the um, NFC East. But the reason – and they won the NFC East, but when they went out of their division right. and they had to play other teams, the things that they weren't good at, penalties. Right. right. Them, they killed themselves against the better teams. Yeah. It's kind of like when they played Arizona down here in Dallas, they lost exactly. that game. When they played the 49ers in the playoff, they lost that game. It's kind of like mixing water with oil. You know, some things don't mix. Yeah. And that yeah. chemistry so – I guess Emmett and Michael Irvin and Dion was talking about that, you know, for the chemistry of the team. Yeah, and that's true because if you look at it, when we played teams uh, back in the '90s, and I hate to go back there and you that's uh, fine. Go back use to the 90s. reference, it's, it, it, you can play the '90s. They need to know that the '90s was great. Yeah, but here's the thing: is is that you want to know the truth? The Bills were a more talented team, the Buffalo Bills or a more talented team than the Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Well, we had a different mindset. It was the same with the New York Giants. It was the same with the Washington Redskins at that time. I know they're the Washington Commodores now. Yeah. But uh, but um, it was the same. Right. These teams were disciplined, and they didn't hurt themselves. And even now you look at teams, the least penalized team in the NFL were the Bengals, and the Rams weren't far behind them. When you get teams that self-destruct, when you play the better teams, that's when it, it gets you. Or the Cowboys didn't have um, a winning record against teams with winning records. Mm-hmm. And that's what got them. And that's what they were trying to say. You don't have to be the most talented team. You have to have discipline and you got to have will. And I agree with that. Yeah. You yeah. got to go in, and when you get on the field, you got to have discipline and will. And they just let them get away with stuff. Yeah. And that's 
that's to the player. But as a head coach, as a coaching staff, you also have to have to make sure and be accountable for that. I'll never forget when I was coaching, a coach told me this because I was complaining about a player not doing them. He said, you're either coaching it or allowing it. Yeah. And if you're yeah. allowing it, that's, that's what's going to happen. That's true. And that's the thing is you have to realize is that you can't allow these things. You have to – and you don't have to yell and beat the player down. You might right. point out, hey, do you want the opportunity to stay at the professional level? These well, are you have to I was going to say this. Michael Irvin was kind of upset by them um, trading Cooper away. And mm -hmm. I know he didn't like that. He thought that was a bad move. But he also said something about – the 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 patient the passion that they these players have some of these players don't have a passion that they should that he thought they should be having and 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 it's it's a reflection of of how they play the game yeah and I I agree with you to a certain extent but let's look at this too is uh, and a United team will come over everything is the passion is different I mean and that's it that's not just in in the NFL, that's in all organized sports. Yeah. Because it's so lucrative. Their passion is not like us. We play, I really believe we play for the love of the game. Yeah. And we, if, if they told us we could play and uh and we hate to say it, we got paid, but if we could play in sandlots, because most of us grew up playing on sandlots, right? And things of that nature. And I think that there are passionate Aaron Donald for example, is a passionate player. They are a passionate player. I think Patrick Mahomes is a passionate player. Yeah. I really do. But it's not like it used to be. Teams were passionate about winning. It hurt them. I mean, that's what I, I don't see anymore. I don't know how much it hurts them to lose. Well, what I'm going to ask you, so Emmett Smith said is 10% physical, 90% mental. So what, 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 what do that mean when when he says um, that he don't see that? I guess some players don't don't showcase that that part. Well, I think what he's trying to say is you physically to get to the NFL, you have to have physical ability. We all know, mm -hmm. but to stay in the NFL, you got to be mentally strong because right. people want to come after you regardless uh, how good you are, and then also to do your excitements. Um, this was a Jimmy Johnson saying he would always say that dumb players do dumb things. Smart players learn. And he was yep. big on that. And that's true. Yeah. And I know that's harsh, but that's the reality of it. Smart yep. players learn from their mistakes and don't repeat them. Right. Uh, players that are not as smart, they make the same mistakes and that's what gets you beat. Yeah, Emmett did. He played with a broken shoulder against uh, the Giants. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, he played. He played. Yeah, um, and that's. But he Emmett know how to fall. He know how to take a hit. He yeah. did some things that was amazing too on the football field. Yeah, he did. He did. And Emmett was a good player. But there were a lot of good players on those teams that played yeah. hard. That yeah. don't, you know, obviously you had guys like Mark Tuinay, uh, Nate Newton, uh, Larry Allen was just. Oh, yeah. everybody. I mean, yeah. Mark, Mark Stabnowski was really an undersized center. And he uh, did well. Uh, 
Obviously, um, the same thing on defense. He has some great players. Darren Woodson was a Kevin Smith and Larry Brown. Yeah. Uh, when you talk about um, our producer running a four four five, Larry Brown on his best day couldn't even run a four seven probably. Oh yeah, he 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 just know he just he, he was smart. He he read he read the he read he studied players. Yeah. I'm real close to Larry. He he talked about how he studied all week. Yeah. He, he knew he knew the way. If you line up two two yards inside the hash mark, you know that you might be running out. So yeah, yeah, you know, certain things like that. He he and already knew the tendencies already. Yeah, and that was interesting about that team. We'd meet every Thursday night uh-huh. and go over it, not with coaches, but each player, so they understood what your responsibility of what you had to be accountable. So if Larry made a mistake, I knew what mistake he made. Yeah, but if I made a mistake, the same thing. He knew what mistake I made. Yeah, and that's how we covered up for each other. Exactly, and you know, me and Larry talked about when he won the MVP at the Super Bowl, and he caught that interception. He knew exactly what was going to happen because he had an inside safety blitz, and he he knew that they were going to run that that slant. Yeah, and he he was right there at the slant. No question, no yep. question, and that's what you have to do. You have sometimes the great players anticipate a lot of things. Oh yeah, that's how they get it there. You know, they they get ahead. Or they get an advantage for it. So, and then Deion um, Sanders said his statement was about the choke. He said the players aren't built to the to the moment, despite the height. So, yeah. so you got to understand too. We were brought up with. I was brought up with Tom Landry, but Jimmy Johnson, and they didn't want to lose. And I'm not saying that Mike McCartney wants to or the coaching or the players, but it bothered him to lose. I don't know how much it bothers players, not just the Cowboys, but other teams, to lose. Because I was miserable until we got a chance. They always told us the 48-hour rule. But that bothered me. If I didn't play well, it bothered me the whole week until I could go out there and redeem myself. Well, I think, too, some of the old coaches, they didn't like negativity. Everything got to be positive. Yeah. And, and even in the locker room, even in the, in the, in the practice, on the practice field, it, you got to be positive. Now you got too much negativity. You got the social media stuff. You got exactly. you, know, you got so many things that's in the equation. So that, it's, it's a different time. Yeah, it is a different time because everybody's in your locker rooms now and telling you how good or bad you are. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's interesting that you say that. And everybody can read it right now. I mean, you ain't got to leave your your you ain't got to blink your eyes before you see something else that's flash flash yeah. flash in the news. No, so so now let's get on to the New York Giants, New York football giants. The G Men. The G Men. (laughs) Daniel Jones said his neck injury is no longer a concern and in his pivotal fourth year. Now, in his fourth year, he could play this year and they have to take his option for his fifth, correct? Because he was correct. Right. Right. And he got to May 2nd, I think. That's the that's the that's the time frame. Around May second, they need to mm-hmm. need to start talking about what they want to do with him and if he's gonna be their man. Mm-hmm. And then it looks here the Giants are um, dead last in available cap space. They Damn. need fifteen million dollars just for the draft class, so they're gonna have to cut some more people or reduce. But, well, they try to re- reduce, re- probably renegotiate some contracts and some things like that. Um, you know, I, I know that 
you can talk to some of your veterans and they can go in and re redo some contracts. I know Miles Garrett did it last week when they when they brought in Deshaun Watson, you know, yeah. with Cleveland. So I know some of them things like that happens. Let me ask you this question, especially in Saquon and Daniel's situation, where it's, and they say these things about them, and maybe that's why they're saying them. It's a little shaky if they're going to be there. So do you renegotiate your contract if you know there's a possibility that you will not be in the organization? No, I don't think I don't think that should happen. I don't think that should happen. But that's a concern, I'm sure, for their camps is that, hey, we don't know we're going to be here. Why would I renegotiate my contract? Well, one of the things that they're probably going to have to be concerned about is how the OTAs go. You know, in, in this in this uh, springtime, how, what they look like, uh, what kind of shape these guys are in, and uh, you got to continue to build build your team around these players. Though, I mean, That's true. I think in the next two to four weeks between now and the draft, you got to start making some hard, concerned decisions yeah, on, do. on what yeah, you want to do. And then the Giants are talking about offensive linemen; they need some receivers too. Shepard, yeah. he did renegotiate his contract. Yeah, yeah. Shepard. Yeah, he did, and uh, but you know they got to have some offensive linemen. You know yeah. they got the they got the fifth and the seventh pick in the draft. They got to get a tight end too. You know that. Yeah, they yeah they don't have a tight end. Yeah. Um, but the receiver that that they had coming back, mm, they still yeah. question mark. That's what and, I'm saying. And see another thing too, the chemistry with Daniel Jones and the receivers. What ain't there yet, unless they're yeah. doing something right now. Because he could take him out, but there's a likelihood a lot of those receivers won't be there, even if he does take them in practice with him. Yeah, yeah. So there's and hopefully, there. and hopefully for the receivers crew, they got to stay healthy. I mean, yeah. last year, seemed like every other week somebody's going out. There's different guys, you know. Let me ask you that. That's a great question because you remember I argued about it last year about how they were utilizing their receivers. Right. Coaching or conditioning that these receivers were struggling with? I think a combination of both. You you got to get in the weight room, too, and, and plus you got to be able to run, but you, you got to be able to, to have some sustainable uh, – if, 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 if guys are uh, uh, legs and hamstrings are sore – you need to know that. I mean, yes. the, the, the training room need to know that. Exactly. Uh, the coaches staff need to know that. And then certain they got certain receivers can do certain things, and I think they got to be able to put that into the game plan uh, this year and be more, you know, be more concerned on how it fit into moving that ball because they've been averaging less than twenty points a game. I mean, yeah. nineteen to twenty-one points a game. That's not enough uh, this day and time for these offenses. I agree. I agree. I agree. Yeah. So um, we're getting close to the end, but I want to talk about some of the things that are going on. The NCAA championship. We know okay. that Kansas uh, played North Camp. They came back to beat them. It's the largest deflect that a deficit, and they were 16 down, and they came. It's never At time, they were 16 points down. Yeah, right. and North, beat North Carolina. I thought that uh, I'm not a Kansas fan. But I have mentioned that Kansas is a physical team. McCormick in the middle yep. is uh, difficult in the college game because he looks like a grown man. Absolutely. And Absolutely. They, Kansas did that. And you got to give him credit. Uh, 
I was probably a little bit more of North Carolina. Well, I, I think doing North Carolina center hurt his hurt his ankle. Yeah, I think that yeah. was like that kind of took the wind. Yeah, took the wind out of him right there. Yeah, I think that's what happened because they didn't have a matchup for McCormick. Right, and then right. they put the um, transfer from Oklahoma in there, and he McCormick just looked at him and laughed. I mean. He yeah. wasn't big enough or strong enough, and he needed somebody strong. But here's an interesting thing is, is that I don't know if you realize, Kansas has level five penalties, violations, so they could lose this. They could lose this championship. I didn't know that. Yeah, they got some violations with um, their hmm. coaching staff and uh, recruiting players. Well, we know, we know that's going on, but – you know? Yeah, but they had some with it in uh, Adidas and all that issues were with Kansas, Arizona, okay, and a couple more teams. And Kansas was one of them, so they could lose this championship when all this well, comes to I hope. Fruition. Well, this this is their fourth uh, national championship. I hope they don't lose it. Yeah, I'd hope so too. But <laughs> Bill Self and they they did do some things that weren't. Um, Bill Self, man, I didn't know he'd been there 19 years, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You who did he replace? Uh, Williams, yeah, Roy Williams, yeah, replaced Roy Williams there. Both of them, both of those coaches replaced Roy Williams, yeah, that's amazing. That is, ain't that crazy? Yeah, that's crazy, but it is 19 years and then one year. Imagine this in your first Hubert Davis in his first year to get to a seed. And get to the championship game. Now I want to say this. He that that's how I coach how he was when he did that interview, mm-hmm. how he was all fired up, you know, and talking, moving that head, you know, excited. That's what football, that's what the coaches need to saying. be like. But you gotta be like you said, you gotta be careful because yeah. it's not like there. Because it, even when you talk to players these days, when I coach in the in the NFL and uh the other pro leagues that I've coached in, it's different because they don't hear you like they used to. Exactly. They only they only hear certain things, just like you said, it's a microwave era. Yeah. And they hear certain things. They don't hear the whole story. Yeah. They just hear bits and pieces of it. It's even though, even when you teach them, instead of uh, doing a, I did drills, right. but in the classroom, I'd walk them through things. Because a guy, a smart coach told me that. He said, if they're messing up, they don't understand it. Why not take the time in the uh, classroom and walk them through it so they do it? And I don't just do it with one group. I used to do it with all every group so they can walk through it. And that at least gives them a chance. Yeah. And Another thing, too, what do you think about guys out there warm up with the headsets on? I don't like it. Okay. I, I, I was curious to see what but you It's different. Uh, focus. They – it's funny because before a game, you remember how quiet it used to be in our locker room. Yeah. They're blaring music. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like yeah. a party. Shoot, it's like they in the club. Well, one of the things that I found out over the course of the last five to six years, even my football camp, we bring out we bring out the sound system, and it's about the bass and the beat. Yep. These kids now they they just can perform more with the beats and the, yep. and the bass. Even yeah. at practice, a lot of football, high school football coaches down here in Texas, they have music out there on the side. Yeah, we had music at our, our practices. Yeah, so oh, yeah. 
It's a, it's a whole different. It's I mean, a whole different it, yeah. I mean, it'd be going. I'm like, how can you focus? But yeah. that's because we grew up in a different era. Right. If that's your right. They do it. And they, I mean, they want everybody, but this is what always bothered me. I don't mind if you listen to your music with your headphones on, but everybody in the uh, locker room might have a different taste. There's yeah. going to be obviously some country. There's going to be some rap. There might be R&B. So I made them put their headphones on. I made them put their headphones in. You can listen to whatever you want. That's not what I'm saying. But everybody has a different taste. So. Yeah, I guess everybody got their own pregame uh, ritual that they, yeah. they that they like. And, yeah. um, you know, to each his own. Yeah, and I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, yeah. I don't have a problem with that. Because it's even in the NBA, it's like that, which we're going to talk about real quick is now we're getting to the playoffs. Lakers, obviously, we know got eliminated. And that's it. Yep, they're gone. They're gone fishing. Yeah, they're gone fishing. They're not going, they're not going to be fishing at Lake Fork, but they're gone fishing. No, no, they won't be. But <laughs> it's kind of interesting. You know, they thought this team, but they didn't realize. And here's the thing that bothers me, is this team underperformed. Now, and it should be in certain extents, but, I mean, it's well, they talking about firing the coach too, though. They yeah, they're gonna fire Vogel. Oh, trust yeah. me, they're gonna. And then Magic Johnson said they could have had Rosen. Yeah, they, they should. Rosen. Rosen's a bad boy. Yeah, I think he hit thirty some points last night. Um, yeah, Demar against, Rosen against the Bucks. They could have had him instead of uh, Westbrook. Westbrook, that would have been a bet, ten time better move. Yeah, Westbrook is a problem. He's a problem child. You think so? Yeah. Interesting. Everywhere he's been, man, he just he just came. But that's him. the same thing. You could say the same thing about Harden. Yeah. He well, Harden's just a little bit better equipped, I think. But Westbrook, he he just I think behind the scene locker room stuff. I think he don't have he don't have what he needs. I think he's missing. Wow, that's stuff. interesting. I don't know. I thought he took too much blame for it. I think there's a lot of issues. What happened with LA, obviously with the uh, Davis health, LeBron's yeah. health. Yeah. Uh Camelo accepted his six man role, but they right. didn't have a lot of depth because of the contracts and the right. salary cap. And they're way over the salary cap again. Even oh, if yeah. they cut those guys. They shouldn't have a salary cap in the NBA. Yeah. 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 So but anyway, interesting. The playoffs gonna be exciting. You yeah, know? it is. It's gonna be exciting. The Milwaukee Bucks are looking good. They're starting to come along. Yeah. And the Miami Heat, you don't count them out. And the Dallas Mavericks don't look yeah, too good. I love the what the Mavericks do. Yeah. I love how they play. But they got a tough road because they yeah. got Memphis and Memphis Phoenix, Phoenix, Memphis. Yeah. And don't leave out the Warriors. No, no, no. They're trying to get that third seed. Yeah. Yeah, but that's gonna be tough. Yeah, that's gonna be tough. But it was a, as usual, it was a great night. We got a little, couple things. We solved some of the world's problem. We didn't solve them all, but we solved some of the world. We got to get the key. We got to get the key and go into these locker rooms and get a little bit more information out here. There you go. There you go. We'll get in there. We'll get. But you, you, I'm gonna have to do that dance. You know. Yeah, oh, that dance. You can't dance. You never could dance. You know what Jim? I kind of hurt my shoulder. Yeah, your shoulder started. Yeah. Check this out. I kind of hurt my shoulder last we pulled out that big old fish. <laughs> my uh, shoulder got well. You got can't push it there, but two pounds is a big fish. 
You are a hater from the later. Oh, two pound. Hey, Jim, you standing on land. I'm in the boat. You on land. You on your oh. feet. I don't even know you was. Did you go fishing? You can't fish from the dock. You got to fish from the boat. <laughs> hey, folks. Thank you for having us. <laughs> have a good week. All right. Have a good week. All right, Mac.